Are you looking for a career that indulges your love of art and interest in natural sciences? Well, find out about a postgraduate course that may set you on just the right path in this episode of Future You. Hello and welcome to Future You, the podcast from Graduate Careers Experts Prospects, here to help you achieve your career goals. I'm Dan Mason, and in this episode, we're going to take a look at a postgraduate course that may spark some interest in particular among those of you from a fine art, art history or scientific background or with interest in any of those subject areas. Lucy Fellows studied a master's degree in art conservation at the Courtauld in London, and I spoke to her about what inspired her to choose this course, what exactly art conservation is all about, how it works, and where it might take her career, and possibly your career too. It's a really interesting insight into something that Lucy's clearly passionate about, and maybe an option that you hadn't considered until now. So let's get into it and see what you think. So I'm Lucy Fellows, and I've... uh... Well, just finished a course um, in painted conservation uh, at the Courtauld Institute of Art in London, and I'm here to answer a few questions about the world of conservation. Fantastic. Well, Lucy, thanks very much for joining us. Um, first of all, before we get into the specific details of the course and your own your own career path, so to speak, can you just give us an insight into the world of art conservation, what that actually means to people who don't necessarily know and and why you're passionate about it? Yeah, so um, art conservation is quite a complex field um, within, I guess that's quite an umbrella term, within that there are different specialisations. So I study easel paintings, so that's uh, any painting that I guess can be taken off the wall and put on an easel and vice versa. So that's canvas and uh, wood but it's not it's not limited to those two mediums um, but it's also wall paintings um, I think you can do framing conservation sculpture conservation so it, it's quite a broad field um, obviously I'm going to be focusing on easel paintings today because that's my specialization mm-hmm. um, I think the nice thing about conservation is that it it draws in uh, lots of different different fields so there's the practical side um, that's the actual physical restoration of uh, paintings. Um, there's technical analysis, so that's more close examination of materials and techniques of artists to better understand how a, how a painting was made. Um, and then there's also a scientific element, um, so that's understanding materials used by artists, um, but also developing new materials for use in conservation. So. I think, why am I passionate about it? Um, I think preserving cultural heritage uh, is important because we can learn a lot about society um, from looking at objects from the past. And working in conservation gives you a really privileged position to work in close contact with paintings or different artworks. Um, And it's an exciting field, you know, it involves problem solving skills and draws on these three different, different prongs. So yeah, it's it's exciting. Okay, so that's interesting. You talk about those three three different um, uh, prongs you describe them as, but also that presumably then requires three different sort of skill sets as well. 
So it's yes. quite a wide ranging, um, you know, it can be of interest to people from different backgrounds. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can you can enter it from I entered from an art historical viewpoint. So uh, the specific course I'm on, you can either come from a scientific uh, background, um, art historic or also fine art. So it's these three. Yeah, it, it's a mixture of these three. Um, three worlds that don't usually combine, I guess, but in conservation they do. Okay, so just tell us a bit more about how you got here then. What's your background? What 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 were your career aspirations earlier on when you were at school or at university? What did you study uh, for your first degree? Well, uh, when I was at school, I actually wanted to be a vet. <laughs> um, and, then, and then I realised I was too squeamish for that um, and had to abandon that. But I've always uh, loved art and art history. Um, and sort of I studied art and design at A-level, um, along with languages as well, because I had a passion for languages. And I decided to study art history and French for my undergrad, just because they were subjects that I really enjoyed and wanted to pursue further. And um, yeah, and I, I sort of, I knew it's, I think conservation is one of those things that you know it exists, but you don't necessarily know how you enter it or you never really meet people who do it. Um, so it wasn't until I was on a year abroad in Paris that I saw um, they were conserving a work by Gustave Courbet in the Musée d'Orsay and they were doing it in the actual gallery. So it was quite interactive and that's when I really got interested in conservation and did a bit more research into how you can enter it. Um, and here I am, however many years later. <laughs> <laughs> and so from your research, did it become clear that you um, needed to go back and do a postgraduate study? Is it, is it optional for this career? What, what made you choose to go back to university? And, and, and then um, following on from that, um, what attracted you to this course in particular? Yeah, so for, like, from my research, looking around, um, most uh, conservation um, careers you have to have done some postgraduate study hmm. um especially in easel paintings and that's what i wanted to do i'm not i'm not entirely sure about the other specialisms i think i don't want to say anything that's wrong um but certainly for easel paintings uh you do have to have to do this postgraduate course i chose the courtold because it's a center for excellence and uh it's in london so you have a lot of access to big institutions, you know, such as the National Gallery, um, but also smaller galleries. You know, there's there's so much going on. There's so much artwork around you. I thought it'd be really nice to immerse myself in that. Um, and it's also the Courtauld is a research leading institution in art history. So it's it's a really good institution and the course is the course is renowned. And I think it, it's a really worthwhile course. It, it's very practical. Um, so I've worked on four paintings over the three years that I've been studying, which is for a lot of courses, especially not in the UK, um, they're more theory based and you don't actually get to work on paintings until you graduate. So I think that was also a big draw for me, the, the practical element. Okay, let's go into a bit more uh, depth then about what the course has actually involved. How do you spend your days when you're on this course? What's the mix between those three things you spoke about before in terms of the scientific and the, the art history side of it? 
Um, how much do you interact with other students on the course? How are you assessed? That kind of thing. Yeah, uh, a typical day. Um, it depends. So it's it's three years, as I mentioned, and first year is more, um, I guess, theoretical learning. So you have lectures um, uh, in, I guess, understanding materials used in artworks. Um, we also did a replica course, which was a lot of fun. That's sort of the first thing you do. So there's five students per year and um, that's a very practical thing. You you replicate um, artworks from different periods to understand more about how an artwork is made and, and the materials that go into, into a painting. Mm. Um, and that sort of throws you in the deep end to talking to your fellow classmates. So you really get to know them. Um, I mean, you spend you spend pretty much all day every day with these five or these four other students, so you have a lot of a lot of time with them, and that's really nice. You really build like a strong rapport with your your classmates. Um, but you also did so. I did science uh, lectures in my first year, so it's organic and inorganic chemistry because I came from an art history background. But if you come from a science background, if you've done your first degree in, in sciences, then you will do an art history course. Um, so that sort of teaches you everything you need to know. It fills in the gaps between what, what you've already done and what, what, you, what you don't know already. Um, and then second and third years are much more practical. They're based in the studio. So you're working on paintings with supervision from the tutors. Um, and there's there's also opportunities to interact with other um, students from other courses on the Courtauld. For example, I did a um, gosh, how do you explain it? It's a um, a project, I guess, called Painting Pairs, and I worked with an MA student from the Courtauld's Art History Program. And um, you get given a painting, and you have to research into the art history, the provenance. Um, but also I, I conducted technical analysis on the painting. So that's sort of the fun sciencey parts, like taking x-rays, um, using infrared imaging, uh, taking cross sections to look at the paint, um, paint layers and the structure of the painting. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a great project because it, it's sort of how you would be working in, in the future career if you were working in a big institution like the National Gallery or Tate or mm. or somewhere else that that weaves these two fields together. You mentioned one of the aspects of it is the, the technical analysis side. Could you just give us a bit more detail about what you mean by that? Yeah, so that is um, using different tools and instruments um, to understand the materials used in a painting. Um, so, for example, you can use x-rays, so you can x-ray a painting um, and, you know, just like you would x-ray your leg, if, you, if you've broken it, it, it shows you, um, I guess, the dense elements and the less dense elements. And from that, you can understand uh, how a painting was painted. Sometimes, you know, artists um, would reuse canvases so you can, you can find a painting underneath an actual artwork. So that's really exciting. Uh, we also use infrared imaging so that um, that penetrates, uh, well, it, it basically reflects anything that is um, absorbent of carbon back to you. So you can look at underdrawing using this, this technique. 
um, so you can understand how an artist uh, made their composition. Did they did they use underdrawing? Did they meticulously, you know, um, draw draw their composition and then paint it? Um, and that can also show pentimenti. Um, so that's where an artist reworks um, elements. For example, the hand might be in a wrong position, so they'd they'd rework it over time. Um, and then we also use elemental analysis. Um, so that's, you can uh, look at which elements are in a painting. And from that, you can then infer the paint used because a lot of paints contain elements. So you can, you can infer the pigments that an artist has used and that can help with dating a painting. Uh, so yeah, we sort of use all these different tools to better understand an artwork and, and it, its process and its history and whether it's been changed over time or um, when it was made, all these all these things can work together to to help us understand something in a better light. So I think one of the uh, key things you've spoken about there is the size of the course. It's been five students. Yeah. That sort of intimate thing and very different from most undergraduate courses. So for, for people who are considering postgraduate study in this field or, or any other, how would you say it's, apart from that difference in, in class sizes, how would you say it differs from undergraduate study? What are the similarities? What are the differences? Um, how did you find it? Um, I think for me, it was really different because because of the practical element. It was, I was in four days a week in the studios, sort of nine to five. So it's like having a job. Hmm. Um, I know because I studied, as I said, art history and French in my undergrad. so. And I'm sure a lot of other students who studied arts degrees, um, I didn't have a lot of contact hours. I think I had like four contact hours a week. So I was very much scheduling my own time. So that was the biggest difference for me between undergrad and postgrad. But I do know that a lot of other postgraduate courses are quite similar in the time management where you do have fewer contact hours and most of the time is personal study. Um, I think conservation really is quite an anomaly in that sense. Um, in terms of workload, it's it's obviously more than than undergrad. I think you're expected, you know, you're you're pursuing something that you're really interested in or something you want to study more. So you are expected to sort of raise the level of your work and your research. Um, but I think I, I presume that anyone who's going to approach a postgraduate course would would understand that it is going to be, you know, on a slightly different level. Um, but I think if you're ready for it, then it's not it's not too much of a challenge. And it's good to be challenged, isn't it? You know, everyone needs to be pushed to sort of get the best out of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And just just while we're talking sort of more generally about postgraduate study. Um, one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people who consider it is um, financing it mm. um, when it comes to both course fees and uh, living expenses. Um, do you have any guidance or advice you can give, whether whether generally or, or more specifically uh, uh, to your course, about how you uh, met that challenge? Yeah, certainly that was probably for me one of the biggest um factors to think is this what I really want to do because it, it is a lot of money you know it, you've got to live in London which in itself is um you know it's a big it's a big expense um and then you also have on top of that the fees um however 
I'd say don't let that put you off because there are a lot of bursaries that you can apply for funding. Um, for example, off the top of my head, there's the Anna Plowden Foundation, I think it's called, um, and they provide, I think it's specifically for conservation or at least like arts um, courses in the UK. They provide a lot of funding um, and I think they give out bursaries that cover both fees and uh, maintenance. But do check that out, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> and there's also the uh, Queen Elizabeth Scholarship Trust, I think, the QEST, um, and they also offer a lot of funding. Um, personally, I got a scholarship from the Courtauld, so look into that too. Sometimes um, the institutions that you're applying to will offer scholarships. Um, and I worked during the holidays in tutoring and hospitality to raise uh, some extra cash that would sort of help me throughout term time. Um, so I think if you want to make it work, you can make it work. There is there is funding available. Um, so it, I know it's quite daunting to see this figure of money that you have to give up, but don't let that put you off if it's something you really want to pursue. Yeah, sure. And and I think so. Then the, the key points there are check that the check for bursaries or scholarships from the institution that you're applying to yeah uh, but then also don't forget that there are other organizations out there that, yeah um, there are so many as well exactly there are so many um outside uh, bodies that yeah that are specifically set up to fund courses such as conservation or similar um getting back to the specifics then of, of the course um how do you think about it in terms of your future career um, as, as you finish the course? What, what were your, uh, as you started the course and went through, how did you expect it to sort of, um, you know, influence and, um, you know, how you expected your career to follow on from that? And, and how are you thinking about that now as you come to the end of the course? Yeah, so I, um, over, uh, during the holidays in the course, I completed a number of placements in um, conservation studios um, and a lot of students do that so you, you build up a rapport with people who are already in the field um, and that's nice it's it's not only sort of to gain practical experience but also to meet people and just talk about different options for the future um, most people who work in conservation either uh, work in a private studio or a um, public institution um, so a number of, of large galleries have their own um, conservation departments and they undertake um, treatments upon the paintings in the um, in the collection. Um, so you can you can decide really whether you want to work um, public or private. Both have um, pros and cons, you know, like everything in life. Um, it's yeah, it's really varied. For me personally, I'm quite open at this stage i'm sort of just about to graduate so i'm i don't want to you know pigeonhole myself too much i'm quite open to to just test a number of different things and see which i enjoy and then and then go from there and and hopefully figure out a path in the future yeah sure and and from from the research you've done up to now how how would you if you're able to how would you characterize the sort of availability of, of jobs in, in this field? Is it something where uh, it's extremely competitive? Um, is it something where there, there are lots of different career paths? Is it a particularly 
diverse sector. Can you can you give us any insight into sort of um, the, the 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 job market, if you like, in in the world of art conservation? Yeah, it is quite competitive. I think because a lot everyone, if if you want to work um, in conservation, you have to have, have completed this postgraduate course or a postgraduate course in conservation. So there's a lot of people on a similar level who are looking for similar jobs. Um, that said, it is quite a diverse field because you can uh, you can enter conservation science. So that's more sort of you would be working in a scientific department, um, whether you're looking into materials and techniques of of artists or also developing new materials for conservation and testing materials. So that within itself is a is a specialization that you can then enter once you've done this course. Um, then there's also the practical side. So some some people uh, focus more on on practical conservation. And then within that, you also have um, contemporary and modern. So that's that's something that in itself is is quite specialized compared to, I guess, working on the old masters. So you can then find different niches within within the, the world of conservation. So I think it's it's more about, as I said, just getting out there and, and trying different things and realizing what you enjoy or, or, you know, you may have a really strong passion in a very obscure Italian period of art and you know that's what you love and what you want to work on for the rest of your life so and so just just before we move on to um a final question about any advice you might have perhaps just going back to the actual process of um conservation and and restoration of paintings um just give us a bit of an insight into um Sort of the sense of achievement you get from from doing that, how it how it feels to work on on one of these paintings, and the, and the sort of perhaps more emotional side of what what that's like as a process. Because I imagine it's you know quite a um, you know if it's some, if you're passionate about art and you're you're working on the on these paintings, it must be have quite an effect on you in some way. Yeah, it's nice you said that. It's um it is it's really quite emotional. You sort of you begin and you look at a painting and you you sort of understand the the problems that it has. Um, but you really do get to know that painting as you work on it. Um, for example, I've worked on on quite a large painting which had a lot of structural and aesthetic problems. Um, and I got that painting in first year and have been working up on it until my my um, final year. Um, and you really do do have quite an emotional attachment to the artwork. You you know you study it. You're in you're you're studying it intimately. Um, pretty much every day. So you, you get to really understand the artwork. Um, you almost become an expert in it because you, you really get to look at the artist's brush strokes, their, the way they painted it, you know, the, the layer structure. Um, and it is a real sense of achievement, sort of looking at the photos you took before you started working on the painting and then the photos you take afterwards, you know, the before and after um yeah you sort of realize how far you've come and how much and yeah it's very satisfying to see see that process and to see something then be enjoyed again you know by by however many more generations to come yeah and and very different to 
lots of different careers. That's that thing that you've just spoke about that you've spent years working on this one painting. You know, this isn't a thing where you come in every day and you're working on something completely different. That you you have yeah you have that long term um, sort of project. So it's so it's a an interesting. Um, perhaps option for people who like that idea of um you know being with that one one project for a long time yeah definitely I think it requires patience at some point yeah. um if you're not that of the most patient I don't think it's the career for you some some points you do have to sort of step away for a minute and <laughs> have a cup of tea or whatever yeah but yeah it, it is rewarding I'd say so just finally then um whether thinking about postgraduate study more generally or, or again, more specifically about someone who's been intrigued by what, what you've said about art conservation, do you have any final advice about um, how they should start going about researching it if they're, if they're listening to this fresh and, and it's not been something they've considered before, whether they're um, currently... Um, whether they're currently undergraduates or whether they're mm. um, not, not at university yet considering their options... Um, What's your advice for anyone for sort of getting started in this? Um, my advice would be to just do a bit of research, you know, look into the requirements. As I said, you can enter it from a science background, fine art or art history. So even if you only have one of those and you're interested, uh, don't be put off by not having the other elements because they teach you everything else you need on the course. Um, one thing I would say is, you can't be colorblind, sadly. Um, but if you are colorblind, then I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if, if you thought you wanted to do it. Um, but I would say um, maybe if you can find a studio near you, there are lots sort of Google, find studios, make contact if you want to talk to them a little bit more. Um, lots of studios are willing to sort of give you a tour and, and talk about their their day-to-day -day work um, that's always good because it, it gives you a good idea of what the field actually is you know it's it's hard to explain without seeing it in a sense and yeah just look just yeah just do your research um, make sure it is something you want to do because it is you know it's three years studying full-time it's a big commitment and it's a lot of money and if it's not something you're really passionate in I'd say don't, you know, don't don't do it just just on a whim. Um, but that's like everything, isn't it? I don't think you'd go to university uh, if you weren't passionate about something. But I think I think it's worthwhile, and I've loved it and really enjoy it. So I would really encourage anyone um, from any field to to look into it a bit more if if you sort of have a bit of a an interest or a, an excitement about it. Fantastic. Well, that's been a brilliant insight. Lucy, thanks very much for your time. And that's it for this episode. Thanks once again to Lucy for joining me. And don't forget that you can search for all kinds of postgraduate courses by going to prospects.ac.uk, where you'll also find plenty of advice on things like applications for postgrad courses and funding and anything else you might need to know if you're considering further study. Meanwhile, you can follow and listen to the Future You podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, or find us at prospects.ac.uk forward slash podcasts, where you can also find transcripts of 
every episode. Finally, you can also get in touch with comments, feedback or suggestions. Just email podcast at prospects.ac.uk. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you soon. <laughs>